city slicker. Uh, I write uh, for well, municipal politics for All Fired Up in the Big Smoke. Oh, and I'm Paisley. Sorry about that. Uh, I, I am here, uh, present and accounted for. Uh, my name is Paisley, and you can find me on Twitter at Paisley Ray. Because um, I'm not good at coming up with nicknames. <laughs> I'm, yeah. Today we're going to uh, we're going to be talking once more about ward boundary review. So we, if you're bored, now's the time to turn it off. We this basically we're just going to say the exact same thing yes. that we did last time. In fact, this is directly the exact same thing as the last time. I'm just copying and pasting it. We didn't actually record anything. I'm kidding. Yeah. Yeah, um, we, we're we're sitting here today because this one uh, recently the uh, the consultants who did the word boundary review first round of public consultations podcast one hmm, pod, podcast one for the us. very first one we did um, they've recently returned the report uh, making note of what was said during the public consultations yeah and it's well first I'll give you. Uh, if you want to check it out, uh, www.drawthelines.ca, the report will be there. And it's very extensive, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it sort of confirmed what we, we, we kind of thought they were doing a really good job. Yeah, uh, but, but job. even even reading it, there there was there had been some stuff I'd been kind of concerned about uh, how, how things would turn out. Because um, I wasn't at every single uh, of the consultation. I attended eight of the 12 public consultations. Um, and there'd been a few things I'd observed that had caused me a bit of worry, but mm-hmm. in seeing what's come back this week, I'm pretty excited about yeah, it, actually. Yeah, no, it, it was good. And just to break it down, uh, what happened was that uh, if, when they compiled the report, they, they had um, they talked to three different groups of people. There was the public, uh, with, with, like Paisley said, the 12, the 12 uh, public meetings they conducted in December and January, December of last year, January of this year, uh, 12 public meetings. Four in each of the community council mm-hmm. uh, designations: Scarborough, yeah. Etobicoke, York, uh, Toronto, North East York. York, and North York. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, and so there, there was the public consultation. Mm-hmm. They then had what they called the stakeholders, uh, yeah. which were organizations, things like a Civic Action, or United know, Way, United Way, yeah. the Ontario Council of Agencies Serving Immigrants, mm-hmm. Social Planning Toronto. They were the stakeholders. They were the second of the group, and the. Third, what they talked to. Well, they uh, also talked to school boards too. Oh, uh, sorry, yes, yeah. the school yeah. boards were there because they they their boundaries. Will their be wards re- are strange and wonderful too. Uh, <laughs> they don't align with uh, any of the the city councilor wards. Right. In fact, some of them encompass several wards. Right. So yeah. right. So and there's half. Right. They have yeah. half half I think uh, so. the numbers there. Yeah. And the third one was the. Uh, we're, we're, they talked to 44 members of, uh, of the city council from the 2010 to 2014 term. Mm-hmm. And then the seven, and then the seven new, new councillors that yeah. were elected last October. So they broke, they broke the report down in, into the responses that they got uh, from those three stakeholders. And what we'll talk, well, let's talk first about the public the the public meetings and what were the totals i'm looking here at the numbers yeah so so there were 12 meetings so four in in scarborough and scarborough was where it began so in early december of 2014 um uh, scarborough and etobicoke both happened in december and interestingly enough they had the lowest turnout and that's something that we covered in the first podcast Mm -hmm. a bit concerned um, so in total, for four meetings in Scarborough, uh, 27 members of the public attended. 
I hope that I'm not counted as eight people, Um, (laughs) but I'll have no way of knowing. Um, And then in Etobicoke, uh, Etobicoke, York, sorry, uh, there were only 23 people uh, who showed up. for the four meetings. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the average was, like, I broke down the average. So, the average meeting in Scarborough had nine people at it. Uh, The the average uh, in Etobicoke, York, had eight and then Toronto, East York. Wait, uh, is that the average? Because there were four meetings. Well, yeah, no, no. I, 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 yeah, no, I, I did the math. I oh, did the math. Okay. So it was just under eight. I'm not good at math. I don't know why I'm criticizing. <laughs> so, and then <laughs> in the, uh, the, the average turnout at the Toronto, East York meetings mm-hmm. were 22 people. Yeah. Um, and All of Etobicoke <laughs> in one meeting. In one meeting. Yeah. And then North York had the highest. They had an average of 26 people turn out at the meetings. And yeah. then they had the additional uh, people who responded uh, for the online survey. They had like and, and I feel it's important to note as well. So uh, something that I suspect contributed to, uh, <coughs> sorry, um, to the difference in turnout is uh, Scarborough and Etobicoke happened before the Christmas break. Right. Um, or, well, the holiday break. There's mm-hmm. there's a few holidays that happen in there. Right. Um and then Toronto, East York, and uh, North York both happened. Uh, they began in uh, Toronto, East York in mid-January right, right. to the end of January. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the other things is, uh, I got to stop saying one of the other things, man. Um, it, it also contributing to this is uh, uh, after the holiday break, suddenly there was a lot more major media coverage that right. these meetings mm-hmm. were happening, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I think contributed to it as well. Yeah. It's it's sort of a niche topic, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, I think I think a lot of people maybe just had no idea what was going on. Right, right. right. And I'll hesitate to draw any firm conclusions about civic engagement uh, throughout the city, but I, mm-hmm. and because there were and, like you said, and when lots the of next factors. the next round of public consultations happens, maybe we can draw a conclusion then. Yeah, right. Let's see, you right. know, right. do only twenty three people in Etobicoke show up again? Right. Well, then there you go. Yeah, and we'll yeah we'll see, and we'll talk about that uh, a little bit later. What, what the next steps are, but um, mm-hmm. some interesting. Findings. Yeah. Um, so, so in addition to, sorry, I, no, I kind of cut you off. No. In addition to the people who physically showed up, good grief, <laughs> uh, physically showed up to meetings, uh, there were also 608 people who responded to the survey uh, that was online. Yeah. yeah. And again, uh, before the Christmas break, uh, I think at the last meeting that I attended, they said less than 100 people had filled out the survey. And I think the very last meeting that I attended in North York, they said that 450 people had filled out the online survey by that point. Right, right. Um, so, uh, again, I, I think the lead up to the holidays, the mm-hmm. terrible weather, right. not that it got any better right. in late January either, because... I remember a very chilly walk from the Don Mills subway, um, but I, I think that those things contributed. Yes, yeah, you know, I, yeah, and, and I think a big thing, like you said, is that uh, the media sort of uh, started paying attention in the new year, and so there was more, there was more of a talk about it yeah. leading up into these public meetings. So, so we they had the meetings and they amassed all the reports, and it's really thorough. I know I said mm-hmm. it about you. It's like a seventy-two page report, I think, <laughs> the, with the appendix and seventy-seven. Seventy-seven. Oh, okay, yeah, seventy in total. And and I mean, they they have every, everything that anybody said, and, and they break it down by ward, like mm-hmm. all forty-four wards about what was said um, uh, on the on the on the several 
points that they And again, you can access the report at drawthelines.ca uh, to, to read it for yourself. And it's just on the, the front page of um, the, the website. It's called Round One Report, Civic Engagement and Public Consultation. Right. So let's talk a little bit about the about about the findings. I, I, well, again, maybe just to remind people if they mm-hmm. didn't listen to the first podcast, and you should have, but <laughs> if you didn't, uh, well, they, you press pause and then go play the other one and come right back. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we were basically talking about well, we had to re realign the wards because the population changes, and these are all projected for the next twenty till twenty thirty one. Right. Yeah. And so so they're taking into account the projected development and mm-hmm. which would mean the population increases to the various wards and things well and and to clarify what projected development is uh currently approved projects so they haven't speculated on things that might happen right, right. in the next you know 13 years or yeah no more than that 16. i don't know how to count yeah 16 years yeah 16 years i told we'll you i was bad at math so uh, but right. yeah, yeah so there's nothing speculative it uh it doesn't include any uh uh, of 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 smart tracks proposed planning right. it's it's just based on what is currently in the pipelines has been approved yeah right, right. and so the, we're looking at the realignment of wards and so we were going to be talking about how you draw the line so mm-hmm. uh ward size so how many residents per ward yeah. that they were talking about um the number of wards. Mm-hmm. Uh, because amazingly, those two numbers weren't uh, necessarily in lockstep. No, and I, the report has it, and I, I can't find it now. But the, okay. right, currently, it's it's they range in ward size in terms of residents. They range from, I think, somewhere around, at the low end, it's like forty to 42,000. Uh, I think that's Mary Frackadakis' ward, mm-hmm. ward, whatever, ward 20. Ward, Broadview, 30, and Danforth. Right. Uh, up yeah. to 94,000. Yeah, in Fillion's ward, right? Fillion's ward, where yeah. there's a lot of development going on. And this, and, and that's and, a lot of disparity. Yeah, yeah. and it, it also contravenes the OMB uh, in terms of uh, the... Not the OMB. OMB. Uh, it's, 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 I think it's, oh shit, is it? Yeah, it's the Supreme Court of oh, right. okay. rules right. around voter parity. Right. So not parody, parity, <laughs> meaning that one person's vote should be equal to right. another's depending on where they live. But so the way like, it's stretched out right now, you know, if you live in Mary Fragadakis's ward, your vote sort of counts for more double than, than John Fillion's ward. Yeah. Right? Not right. that they give you an extra ballot or anything, right. but yeah. 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 And, and so it's like something like 15%. They don't want you very... Yeah. Now and, and, and it's it's like it's not unreasonable. It's not like, oh my God, 10 people have moved out of the ward. We have right. to redraw the line. Um, it's, it's, there's, yeah, uh, it's bit, I think 15% below and 15% right. above. Uh, just, you know, because populations will fluctuate. Right. And, and I think their goal right now is 10%. They'd like to get it within 10%. Yep. Like, Especially because they're projecting so far into the future. Right. And again, it's based on the best knowledge they have available, right. but incomplete. It's not a perfect science. They did not have a magic eight ball or a crystal ball or right. anything else like that. So these were the, now I've lost three, the, the, the third one. Well, so anyway. I keep de- derailing your train of thought. Yeah, no, no, no. Putting no, no, pennies no, no. on the tracks and running away laughing. The big ones were 
the number of wards and the ward sizes, mm-hmm. um, and, and the other ones sort of came under the, those umbrellas. And, and well, so, and and also uh, one of the big questions was, should we align with the federal and yeah, provincial well, sorry, boundaries? That, right, and that yeah. that was the third. Right, that was the third one that I couldn't find. I'm good at math, but not memory. <laughs> uh, um, Which is why we do these podcasts together, right? <laughs> to I can't count if it's more fingers know. and toes than I have, and uh, yeah. So the, the findings were, were interesting um, in, in terms of the overlap of, of uh, like the, these three groups. And what, what jumped out at me mm-hmm. in a quick glance of the report is that, what, well, the first thing is that there was very little support across these three groups, the public, the stakeholders, and the, and the city councillors themselves, uh, for bigger, fewer wards. Yes, and there was a lot of clamoring during uh, the last council term uh, from certain corners that we should only have 25 councillors, 25 mm-hmm. wards, and we should just right. you know, align with the federal and, and be done with it. Right, right. And there seems to be no support from any, mm-hmm. from any of the groups that, that, want, that, want, that want a few awards. Like it was like low. It was like 8% or something of the public I think, and again, you have to look at the, the report, but but I think it was like eight percent of the public said yes, cut the wards in half. Yeah, and there, and that's I, for me that's really significant because like basically said there was uh, there was a lot of push from, from of, starting with the mayor yeah. at the time, Rob yeah. Ford, uh, but and then, but the, and the then Toronto taxpayers yeah they had they, their thing and they were they were very present at at, at some of these uh, yes. community meetings. They yeah. were handing out uh, literature and and, and mm. so there seems to be little support to cut. And not just from the council. Say everybody will say, "Well, the council." No, no, no. Across all of the stakeholder groups, there was just very little. What was it? Four councillors out of the fifty-one. If you count the forty-four and the seven, and then the seven, yeah. Four councillors said, "Yeah, cut them in half." So, which we can probably speculate. It's like (laughs) what? Care Janus, the two Fords, and and Lady for just as a flyer. Uh, But but yes, so there's very little support for that. Not just from the councillors, but from the public. And the uh, the stakeholders group, mm-hmm. uh, so that jumped out at me, and and sort of related to that, I mean, you couldn't have one without the other, but was the the number of residents per ward, mm-hmm. um, and and there was a solid majority. I think we're talking in the public here was like two almost two thirds wanted at least as many wards as we have now, forty four, yeah. uh, to increasing them to possibly fifty. And so, some of the people were talking about seventy five. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and and that was that was roughly so. Thirty nine percent of the survey responses uh, were in favor of forty five to sixty thousand people per ward, right. which would put us, you know, between what fifty five and seventy four. Well, because you do it, you do it by the projected numbers again to twenty thirty one, and where they're thinking there's going to be over three million people mm-hmm. in Toronto by that time. So yep. you know, yeah, you do the math. Uh, because we're 60, not good 000. at it, you do the. Well, yeah, that's that works. Yep. Out, that works out to about fifty wards, right? Sixty thousand mm-hmm. times fifty. I think it's close to three million. Yep. Well, it's not, but but the math <laughs> in my head, it's fifty thousand. Yeah, I'm looking yeah, at yes. So people wanted <laughs> not people across the board. Again, the mm-hmm. public council, sitting councilors, uh, previous councilors, and the stakeholder groups wanted manageable size wards mm-hmm. uh, and and a big part of that uh in in the conversations that happened that i observed what people want access 
to their municipal representative. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Jim Karajanis, you're uh, completely wrong on this one. Right. The, whether you live in a house or a high-rise, mm-hmm. uh, people want to be able to engage with their councillor. And it was made very clear that people are already frustrated with this sort of median number of 55,000 right. uh, in, in a ward. And, and they want to be able to engage more with their city through that office which to me you know i take that as a small breath of hope of like we haven't all completely given up yet (laughs) yeah 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 and that's the other thing and depending again i i i noticed it in the in the in the last set of public meetings in north york the one that i went to uh there was a real awareness of of what a city councilor's job was Mm -hmm. and what it entailed and 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 that the conclusion was arrived that the more people that they have to serve, uh, the the less the less the service gets. Um, and that, that again is just basic math, which mm-hmm. Pace is not good at. But <laughs> but it, it, it there seem there seemed to be a general consensus even with the public and even with the just the push of of opinion about. About we don't need all these local politicians, yada yada yada. Uh, there seemed to be a general understanding that no, they needed a, a, a reasonable amount of constituents to deal with for for them to do their jobs properly. Mm-hmm. And that was coming from the public, which I was for me was very, very uplifting, heartening. Oh, my little heart got a little <laughs> bit warmer. Um, so so that so those were the two big findings for me. Uh, that we aren't on this on this rocket ride to cutting local government, mm-hmm. um, either in the number of wards or the number of residents per ward. So that, for me, is a really good sign. And it, and it's going to t- take a lot of political pushback to to even have the conversation going forward about cutting. Uh, that seems dead in the water to me. Uh, yeah, with with twenty two percent of uh, survey respondents and that's not public meetings that's not former and current counselors and that's not the stakeholder groups and it just cranks with a computer yeah <laughs> yeah um, um right yeah and and uh here um. now sorry then that takes us just to the third to the third category that basically brought up was about uh aligning the wards with the federal and provincial uh, writings. Yeah, and even that wasn't a, a particularly like that was a close decision. Fifty-four uh, percent of all respondents said, "Yeah, sure, we might as well." Um, but the rest were like, eh, "I'm not convinced that we shouldn't have a made in Toronto solution right. for this," which I I found uh, encouraging, especially if you look at the the next federal riding alignment. Some of those lines, I feel, don't make sense for the city of Toronto. Right, right. Uh, just look at University Rosedale. Yes. There's a lot of compl- I don't live in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. But <laughs> I do. there's a lot of complaining going on with that one. Yeah, and I think we talked about it a little bit, but it, yeah, it, where it gets cut uh, at a north-south uh, basis uh, for me, uh, like along Dundas as opposed to college, and that puts uh, where I am up with University and Rosedale. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, there's complaints about how the feds uh, divided up their riding boundaries here in Toronto. Not here in St. Lawrence was another big one. Yeah, St. Lawrence right has through. that long, skinny yeah. bit that's like wide. Yeah, they cut off basically the St. Lawrence community because I think they went along the Esplanade or something. Just, just snap it just off snap. and let it drift off into the yeah. sea. 
Um, uh, yeah. And the interesting thing from, uh, that I saw about that too was that, well, the public input and the stakeholder input were more favorable to the idea of aligning aligning them with the federal ridings. The councillors, uh, the, the, mm-hmm. the council responses were, were the ones we're, that said, we're, Oh, God, that's a terrible idea. Please well, don't. Well, I don't even yeah. know if it was that drastic, but it's like, <laughs> it, it's not a necessity. Yeah. Uh, for, so you have people who know how this works and they, they have to work with their MPPs and their MPs and, mm-hmm. and, and they see there seemed to be a consensus among councillors that yeah we don't really need this. Uh, Which is interesting because at several of the public meetings there were uh, staff of MPs who were like yes please align with us and even councillor Karajanis um, was pro uh, aligning with the federal and provincial boundaries um, based on his uh, previous governmental experience. Right. Um, and his his uh, contribution to that conversation also almost came out like a threat. It was really weird where he was like, well, it's uh, you do want funding, don't you? <laughs> right. uh, it's right. too hard to provide adequate funding when it uh, doesn't align with our own boundaries. Which is like, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's, really why you want, that's why you want the close contact with your MP. And they're going to bring that threat. You do this or else. And it's one of the arguments I made in the previous podcast is that I, I, I do not understand why you would use a, a writing or a, a ward alignment with the level of government that has the least interaction mm-hmm. with people on a daily basis. And I, so I don't and, know. And also, I mean, <laughs> how much do the feds actually fund us anymore? Well, you know, exactly. like, are they, are they magically, if we align boundaries, are they suddenly going to start building uh, housing? Right. Or, yeah. or, you know, are they going to be like, oh, here's a billion dollars for your stupid subway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, well, apparently they're, 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 they're making noise about that, but I don't know if that had anything to do with the... With, Is it with fart the noises? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. So I think for me, this will be the this will be the the, the real not battle lines. It's too drastic, but but this is the part where I would concentrate on is 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 just coming up with with wards that 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 actually reflect the city and they reflect the city as it's grown since amalgamation because mm-hmm. right? when this all happened this whole thing it was a sort of a quick reaction to the enforced amalgamation right and so so i, I this would be a real opportunity we uh, we, yeah. we we could have to to, to to just establish toronto as it is right now and i i'm excited about the possibility of between 54 and 75 wards like i'm one of those wacky off the wall people who'd be like oh 75 counselors bring it on partly because i would love to see 30 plus and you can check my math because i'm not good at it uh i would love to see 30 plus new people have the possibility of running for council not against an incumbent right yeah i feel like that would be uh, maybe the word revolutionary is a bit uh strong uh but that would literally change the face of council. Mm-hmm. I think that <clears throat> if there's anything we've learned from this most recent election, is it is very difficult to unseat an incumbent. Right. And our council is not representative of our population. Right. It is so old. It mm-hmm. is so white. It mm-hmm. is so male. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Yeah, and straight. Yeah. And right. add all of those things in. And, and suddenly you open up right. 30 plus opportunities to, to actually create change. Yes, yeah, 75 words. It's a little bit frightening to see, just based on who's all in council right now, mm-hmm. uh, how how hard it is for them to accomplish anything right. except reopening old debates like casinos and, and subways. And, and you know, it, we, we talk about the same things a lot. But why the hell not? Why, right. why the hell not try? Because what we have, we, we can see very clearly, it's not really working. Right. We, we've become a city of the status quo. Mm-hmm. So, like, why not? Give now, it a shot. Now, here, uh, my, my counter to that, give it, uh, given, that how, uh, given how unwieldy the council can feel right now at 44 mm-hmm. wards, if we were to go much higher than that, and by much higher, I'm, I'm talking about the upper end of 75, I think you would need... You would need to restructure the, mm. the system so that we it wasn't just seventy five wards. It somehow some at large counselors maybe yeah. You, I think you'd need to explore a, a, a different system that that helped things happen yeah. because you know. Also, you're just gonna have to put some more desks in the clamshell. <laughs> that's that's gonna get some. Yeah. That's gonna be cozy. I know, yeah. But yeah, like you, double decker desks or something. Oh, that would be good. Mm. Like two layers. Yeah. So my coffee, sorry. But I, I, I'm not sure if that. I, I think your point is is more important. Well, well, of course it is, because I made it. <laughs> but but to, in terms Sorry. of reflecting, no, but in terms of reflecting uh, the city uh, and, and opening up the possibility of, of, of newer faces getting on to council. I would love to see some people who are under the age of 60. Uh, like, and there's a few on council, but not very many. Uh, you know, like I'm really excited about the possibility of some younger people join who aren't joe cressy Mm -hmm. you know is he 10 like he's adorable (laughs) he's so adorable Uh, like i I would like to see that input Mm -hmm. um and and see how that changes the resistance to change that has become such a trademark in toronto right Uh, resistance to change our strength (laughs) yeah Yeah, no you're right and and so i think this this is a good this report is a really good foundation for at least having this discussion, um, uh, because I, I I hope, like I said earlier, that 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 given the response, we will stop talking about cutting council. Like I I, I think mm-hmm. this really puts a stake through that heart. Uh, Stuffs that. its mouth full of garlic so it cannot rise again. <laughs> um, so <laughs> th- this is this report is is really really positive. I think. Yeah. Um, so that takes us to what happens now. Mm. So the next steps, um, what, I, again, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going through the report as we do this, but the next steps, I think July of this year, so not very long from now, we are going to get the proposed alignment. Uh, and, and this, we talked about this in the earlier podcast about, about the war boundary review. Uh, again, it was Councillor Fragadakis who said, well, until there's lines on the map, nobody's going to really get interested. And there's nothing to argue about. There's nothing to criticize. Nothing so to why would it. people join in? Toronto, our strength. Right. <laughs> so in July, we're at, we will get what the proposal is. And, 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 and I think it's safe to say what we're going to get 
is uh, probably in the neighborhood of 50 new, or 50, 50 wards. 50-ish. 50 50-ish wards, I think. Yeah. Uh, um, and with, because uh, I was just looking at the numbers here, like, I'm just trying to look at the percentages of, uh, 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 sorry, page, 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 page 10, just in terms of the, 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 the size of the wards. Mm-hmm. I mean, forty-nine percent of uh, of the public responses uh, wanted wards uh, ranging from twenty thousand to sixty thousand. Mm-hmm. Uh, thirty-nine percent was the big one. Like uh, almost four to ten people wanted to see wards with forty-five to sixty thousand residents. Uh, so I think that's going to be the that's going to be the established. So again, you do the math at sixty thousand, you got about fifty. Uh, on the projected uh, yep. size of Toronto in uh, 2031. 45, well, I can't do the math on that, but that's that's going to be start nosing into closer to 60, 60, uh, Wait, 55. what's 3.2 million? To, <laughs> I gotta get my phone. Uh, so, so yeah, I think we're going to be looking at 50-ish wards proposed uh, are going to be there with anywhere from 45 to 60,000 residents per ward. And so that's going to be a good starting point. Um, where the discussion starts, uh, so that's a, that's an important number. I, well, I mean, just if you look at some of the numbers, well, here's here's okay, a, okay, it's okay. divided <laughs> three point two million by sixty thousand, and it's fifty three. Okay, there you go. So there's fifty three. So fifty. So yeah, fifty ish is a, is a number I think we're going to be looking at. You know what? One of the funny things when I'm looking through the numbers on this uh, on the survey is that people who who actually took the time. And I applaud them. They took the time to do these surveys. But some of the numbers, uh, there was 9%, well, well, 6% of the people who took this survey and and when asked about ward size in terms of residents, 6% said they don't know, Um, which I I get, I don't know either. I don't know what the optimum number, but it it strikes me as funny. You you take the ward and you don't don't have an opinion on one of those things. I I don't know. Or you're taking the survey Mm. and you say, I don't know. (laughs) And and, and there was like 3% who said, depends. It depends. I don't know if that had to do with diapers at our aging council. I I don't know. Um, But... So, so it's like, I perhaps, don't know. Perhaps some counselors will be sponsored by Depends <laughs> and alleviate the burden on this taxpayer. I don't know where I'm going with that. And the mysterious other, 8% said other. So so they either wanted less than 20,000 or like more than 105. I would like a counselor I, for a every personal, 10 people. I want a personal counselor. Your own personal counselor. My own personal counselor. <laughs> 3.2 million counselors. Uh, I think that might be unworkable. <laughs> but that was a, that was an interesting number, mm. and then the other one I pointed out as I was doing. The, oh, sorry. So this is the the, the number of wards, um, and yeah, you, like you had twenty two percent wanted wanted less. Well, in the neighborhood of twenty three to four, so I guess less wards than we have now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so the twenty two to twenty five. Three percent of people wanted fewer than twenty two wards. How is that workable for the city? So, so is that? I guess that ties into where the people, the the few people who answered and said, "No, I'm cool with having 190,000 people per counselor." 
Yeah, well, I, I, as long as they all live in high rises, I mean, so what? Yeah, it's I, fine. They have building management. They don't need government. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, so you had the outliers. <laughs> you had three percent of people saying they wanted less than twenty-two wards. Mm-hmm. You also had four percent of people who wanted seventy-five or more wards. So, mm-hmm. you know, look, the outliers there. But again, the the big number seemed to say the four, forty-five to fifty-four wards. Uh, so that's what we're going to have going forward mm-hmm. um, in the discussion, I think. Yeah. So, so that's interesting, I think, to yes. me. Um, so in July, I'm just going down to, I'm, I'm trying to follow, I, I, I like, the report also has the, they have the, the, the uh, yellow marker. Oh, they highlighted the key, the, the, uh, the key thing, findings, um, yeah. Uh, key findings, which makes reading report quite easy you should you should actually you should you should look it up just an Um, executive summary at least read the executive summary uh it's short right it's so i don't see i yeah there's so much detail here so much detail um and some of the principles on uh, in terms of of how you divide uh, how you how you divide the wards and and Mm -hmm. that's something we didn't uh, uh we haven't touched on yet uh this time around but it is like physical and man-made boundaries. Oh yeah, the, the, the criteria and, and yeah. communities of interest. People seem there was a lot of people who were very interested in maintaining communities of interest mm-hmm. as, you, as you drew up the lines. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I'm just going through you. We, everybody else should read it. Um, <coughs> end of podcast. Get out. End of podcast. <laughs> Go home now. Um, yeah. I, well, I guess really what, what we want to talk about now is how we proceed going going forward. And we, we've already said, and I'm going through down to down So, the So, yeah. So, the, the lines on the map proposals will be returned to us in July. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and then the next round of public consultation, so the criticism round, uh, will be occurring between September and October. Right. Yeah. And this will be... This will be, I think, what's going to happen, right? Is you're going to have uh, not only so it says a round two consultation process will then the public meetings uh, will will be held between September and October, and at some point in time, I would imagine. Now I don't. Uh, this is what I can, I'm just looking for. There was talk that you will be deputing. I think that maybe it's when it goes to committee. So maybe mm-hmm. maybe yeah. so when it goes to executive committee. Yeah. After Which, after the options report is returned, right. it's not it's not time yet. Right. Okay. So we, we can talk about deputations later. Um, Perhaps in a future podcast. In a future podcast. Because uh, we'll just keep talking about this until you fill out surveys and show up at meetings. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So so <laughs> <laughs> that sort of leaves us uh, now waiting till July, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, we discussed our preference, what we'd like to see. I think. Um, Five million councillors. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm, now, I'm now struggling here. Uh, well, uh, I did a bit of... Uh, well, I, I read pretty much the entire uh, report. And and I was really interested... Uh, so, so aside from just answering the questions that were within the scope of, uh, of what this... this uh, uh, review is actually able to examine and they made it very clear at the beginning of each meetings that uh, the way 
uh, Toronto is governed, uh, uh, the structure of governance aside from geographical line, like that's outside of their scope. Mm -hmm. However, they did make note of commentary, even though it was outside of the scope. And um, here, let me find my part. I'm just, I'm just not going through some of the, the points made ward by ward. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like it's it's a really fantastic report, um, but but okay. So outside of the scope, uh, I found really interesting um, is is a uh, so uh, on the survey. So the online there was the online survey that you know several hundred people filled out. Uh, there were also I think seventeen people who uh, either tweeted remarks or they filled out a hard copy of the survey um, or they emailed uh, sort of more extensive remarks rather than just filling out the online survey. Uh, But uh, so the survey people uh, responded that, you know, like a large number of the responses said, you know, they they want uh, council to look at new modes or models of governance. Um, So things like multi-member districts, Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, a stronger mayor system for some people that's a positive uh, the election of councillors at large mm-hmm. um, or having uh, giving more power to community councils right. um, and that was something uh, there, there was someone who came to several of the uh, Toronto East York and North York meetings who talked about you know maybe Toronto should have sort of like how New York has the borough system, right. you know, um, and and some other people, you know, mentioned, you know, maybe we should just have like regional councils, right? You know, um, and and uh, oops. Well, this, you know, we we talked about the there's a push, there was the push to, to half the council, but the other the other thing that always hangs over us. Hmm is uh, those who are uh, say this isn't working let's deamalgamate uh, yeah and, and, and I which is I, which is a really common <laughs> I haven't gone to the book yet I have it sitting on my desk but Alan Redway's book mm-hmm. uh, he's a former mayor of Scarborough or councillor anyway he's written a book and he's he's making the push about uh, deamalgamation and, and I don't I, I, I can't comment on it because I haven't read the book I, mm-hmm. it's my next it's next in line um, but I think this, although it won't be openly stated because deamalgamation isn't on the table, um, but I think, I think what again, this is the made in Toronto solution we're talking about. We have to address those those issues that make people want to deamalgamate. Mm-hmm. Agree, things aren't working. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm personally not convinced that deamalgamation no. is the answer, uh, partly because uh, it's 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 been noted quite often that you know the old city of Toronto is uh, the wealthier and whiter mm-hmm. portion of Toronto, right. and, and and is that necessarily a good thing? Right. Well, you know? and I'm just reading an article. Um, earlier uh, from from Matt Elliott in Metro uh, and they're doing some work about uh, uh, about the tax base and where's the money where the money yeah who pays who more pays and, and yeah and his argument is we need to stop listening to people who say 
the downtown gets everything. Mm-hmm. The suburbs like Glenda Bearmaker talking about uh, how no one loves Scarborough. Scarborough. Scarborough is the redheaded stepchild. And so uh, you know yeah. all those issues that we we were concerned about and that are well. That, and isn't one of the things that I I thought I saw somebody tweeting that uh, is it Rosedale pays or it was like a really small area of downtown pays just as much, if not more, in property tax than all of Scarborough. Yeah, or, or I, something I it's not quite wild Rosedale, like that. But it's yeah. two wards, I think. I okay, think it was yeah. Ward 28 and another downtown ward paid yeah. more property taxes than all of Scarborough. Which is uh, why we have subways and Scarborough can right, continue to right, weep into right. their handkerchief. And, and so the, the idea of de-amalgamation for me is not going to address the problems. It, it, it may sound nice in terms of Well, it's like, what are we going to do? Are, like, erect a barricade along the border? And, and you know... Right. How, how does that work? Like, we're still... We're still... We're stuck with each other. Right. We're here. Like, like let's just work it out, man. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and how... Like, all... And, and I'm not just talking about trends, but I'm talking about the, the rising income quality that is plaguing the city right now. Yeah. And in many of the areas, many of them are in the former suburban municipalities. Absolutely. Scarborough being yeah. one of them, right? And, and northern Etobicoke. And northern Etobicoke. Yeah. And, and, and so I don't understand how de-amalgamating, and, and, and if the big chunk of the city's tax base and the revenue that comes to the city stays downtown i don't know how that's going to address any of these issues in the outer suburbs yeah like, like i you can't and so we're basically saying hey guys once again you're on your own mm-hmm. uh, where a lot of these problems didn't didn't come with a uh, amalgamation no like we didn't create no. this uh, through this political alignment so the idea of amalgamating is, well, for me, is off the table. De-amalgamating, sorry, is off the table, and it's it, so. So this process will be very important to make sure we get the wards right. And again, it goes back to it shouldn't matter how how the feds have set up their ward boundaries because because that's not going to address the issues that are that are that we have to that we have to. And, and they, their lines are going to change again between now and 2013. Right. So, like, why bother? They're, 2031. They're, or 2031, right, sorry. Right, right. We're going to reverse into the past two years because right. I'm good at math. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, yeah. Um, but, yeah, until like, so what's the point in trying to match something for a few years mm-hmm. when it might not necessarily, like, it may cut some communities of interest either geographically or, or uh, by by community like mm-hmm. why why bother yeah you know well it's counterproductive it seems to me and so uh, you, you know I yeah this this is a, like a key moment we, we could actually really redraw to use the line uh, the lines redraw the lines to use the line um, <laughs> what Toronto looks like right now and mm-hmm. so so I think this is this is really important going forward mm-hmm. um, and like I said, it will, it will, it, it, people will start to acknowledge it come July when, 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 when we're presented with here's what we think the wards should be, mm-hmm. uh, and and it, and you know we talk about we, you know we talk about well, 16 years down the road, like we're aiming at 2031, but this this will happen in the next municipal election. This mm-hmm. has to be in place and ready to go for the 2018. 
uh, election. Yeah, and it has to be it has to be approved and it has yeah. to be OMB free. Yeah, like they have to finish it with enough time. Sorry. <coughs> They have to finish it with enough time to to just accept that somebody is going to go to the OMB right. because they don't like it. Right. Uh-huh. Which you know that's fine. Um, but which I, happened in Ottawa when we talked did. about it. Yeah. Like yeah. OMB slammed down what their proposal when yeah. they re- so it could happen. So we have to be ready for that. Mm-hmm. And so combined with that, uh, we're also you know fingers crossed going to have a slightly different election in 2018 too with uh, ranked ballots we're, we're still hoping that that's going to happen all my fingers uh, and toes crossed yeah. and and you know one of the the again like please read the report it's really exciting to uh because that was something that came up again outside of the scope of this review but it, and but they did know like it came up at just about every single meeting of what about proportional sorry proportional representation what about permanent resident voting you know like these were things that people who came to the meetings were pretty keen on Mm -hmm. of of this could change our city for the better in in a huge way right right i think i just i'm looking through it's the appendix a or b let me just go back here um and no one can see you scrolling on your Right, computer. right, right. Appendix D. And so this is where all the comments uh, were mm-hmm. were set down and by war. Yeah, and which again, is so interesting. You, you see a little bit of the disparity of input, of engagement that happens. Uh, you know, there's three comments in Ward 1. Uh, <laughs> good natural and physical boundaries could could combine Wards 1, one and 2. Elbian, Elbian is a major road. Yeah, and that, and that was all the input. No. Um, so you have that. There's a little bit more in and Ward. And I remember the guy who made the comments of Ward 1 and Ward 2 could be combined because he was that guy who was like, just cut it. Cut oh, it in half. Right, right. I don't care about your statistics. So you had that, and then I'm, I'm looking at my ward. I live in Ward 19, and you look at the, like, just the suggestions. Uh, it's almost a whole page. It's almost a whole page. And there's a lot of talk in Ward 19 about the community's ventures because they break it into two mm-hmm. different categories. And, and, and like Ward 19, like, there's just... So again, I, I, my one concern about this is that the engaged areas of the city, they're going to have a lot of input mm-hmm. into how this thing gets uh, redrawn. Yeah. And the ones that aren't engaged yet, like Etobicoke, and like, well, I, I mean, and Scarborough, uh, yeah. I'm just running down to see what Scarborough had. Um, start going not, into there. Not very much. Yeah, you start going into 20. What, so where does it start? Like 30, 35, I think is like is yeah. the first Scarborough ward, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, I'm going Yeah, <laughs> then, then the comments sort of get smaller again, mm-hmm. uh, or fewer. Uh, but it's not it's not as bad as it took. But Ward, Ward forty one had one had had one comment. Communities east and west of McGowan 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 Road. McGowan is the strange McGowan. criminal guy, right? <laughs> the straight. <laughs> or, no, could, it's Gowan. And, Sorry, and yeah, whatever. Have, yeah, so his Irish cousin, <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence McGowan. Um, yeah, so I, I I am concerned and and and. and so you hope there is a pickup in engagement come July with with the the wards that they're going to be influenced by what happens here, mm-hmm. and they're not their input isn't 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 being heard because there is no input or there's very little input as opposed mm-hmm. you scroll through North York and uh, and Toronto East York 
all sorts of uh, public input into what they want to see. And you go to the other places, like, yeah, nobody's mm -hmm. chipping in. And so you get left behind. You mm -hmm. get what you get because, and then, and then we get, we go back to that, we'll get back to that thing. Well, well, nobody talked to us. Nobody listened to us in Scarborough. Yeah. And it's just like, well, nobody put enough. There was that one guy. Remember the first meeting? There yeah. was like us. That guy who worked for McKay, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then one guy. One guy, yeah. With one the guy. flyer. With yeah. the flyer who showed up. Yeah, and, and so, so people should read the report mm -hmm. and get ready for July. Uh, yeah. And as we keep saying, that's going to be when the real fun starts. Uh, but, but already you, you see a, a, a sort of inequality of, of, of public input in, in, into how Toronto gets reshaped. And that can only lead to more divisiveness, right? They can only, mm -hmm. uh, and so everybody's got to pitch in on this. Yeah. Um, talk to your friends, talk to your neighbors. I know it's not easy, but please do it. Talk um, to your counselor. Yep. Talk, your, your counselors are going to be very responsive to the people they hear from. Mm -hmm. and, and despite the fact, again, there, there's, there's still going to be a loud uh, push for cutting them, uh, even though the support's not there, but the, the voices are, are strong. It's like the uh, hydra. You cut off one head, right. it regrows two more. Yeah, and if you your know, counselor uh, only hears from them, yep. then they're going to say, well, I'm going with what my constituents but, say. And if the consultants only hear from them. Yeah, uh, consultants, right? right? Yeah. Right. Uh, like, uh, you, it's... it's and I, think I, I think I pointed this out in the first one that we did. Of uh, If you don't show up to this stuff, if you don't come out, the only the loudest voice in those rooms is going to be that guy who's a complete crank. Right. Yes. Yeah. And I'm not going to say their name, but you know, <laughs> I am thinking of a specific person. Right. Who you know, like this is not intelligent or well thought out or well researched feedback. And if you, as somebody who has at least been half following along. If you don't go to a meeting and you don't speak to them and you don't fill out the online thing, it, you're going to get bad governance. Mm -hmm. right. This is just, this is how it goes. Right. You know, like... Uh, and, there's, and there's no... I, and, I, and I sound very, very uh, patronizing about this, but there's no excuse not to because I, like one of the reports showed, uh, one aspect of the report was just showing that uh, the, the public meetings were advertised online and in print and, he, and as follows. And so they advertised about these public meetings in the Toronto Star, the Weather Network. Yes. They, the, the Weather Network's a happening place, well, man. everybody's there, right? Yeah. Everybody checks out the weather. Yeah. Right, right, right. That's smart. The Etobicoke Guardian, the North York Mirror, the Scarborough Mirror, Toronto Metrolands, and posters displayed in all 99 Toronto Public Library branches. Mm -hmm. So... They're, they're trying. There. They have a Twitter. They have a Facebook. You know, like, they're trying. Yes, there is they're no trying. reason to yeah. feel that you're not being approached to, mm -hmm. for your input here. Mm -hmm. And uh, and this report, you, again, we keep just. You don't even have to read it in detail, but just just glance through it because it's, these people are listening to you. Yeah. Now, whether or not the decisions. Reflect that we won't we won't know until we get there, right? Yeah. But but but, the but it looks stages. like they're gonna return some really good reports, mm -hmm. and you know, and then from there, there's another round of public consultation, and then it gets winnowed down, and then they return it to committee, right? And then you know, and then that's a chance to depute, right. depending on what you see, right? And and 
Uh, and then from there, then you start harassing your counselor or you know, whatever it is that you have to do. But you know, you have a real opportunity to like this is the time. This right. is when you get involved. It's not sitting there and tweeting the day that it shows up on on the, the council docket. Right. Yeah. yeah, it like. Well, and this is what and this is what happens, right? And this is one of the things that by the time it gets to executive committee, which is probably will be in 2016, like yeah. sometime next year. Yeah, it it will go to committee, and that means it's already in motion. Yeah, like and, it's really hard. And the chances to, yeah. that people have made up their minds yeah. by then, yeah. and and there's really not much you can do. Right. And 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 so if you want to. And this might not seem like it, it, maybe this seems like sort of a dumb thing to focus on, you know, like who cares, right? Like, mm -hmm. uh, but if you think about it, uh, maybe your community is split by a major street uh, and that impacts how good decisions can be made. Like I'm, I'm thinking of the Danforth, mm -hmm. you know, uh, uh, that was something that was brought up at a lot of meetings, you know, along the Danforth, it's segmented north and south. Mm -hmm. And then a few times east and west across a few different wards. And that means that depending on who the councillor is in that area, and this is something that was brought up in a few different areas of the city, people might be getting unequal access to governance based on whether they are north or south right. of a street. Mm -hmm. you, you have the opportunity to help make the city a better place. You have the opportunity to make your voice known of, do you want to see more new faces on council? It, it, like, here's your chance. Here's, here is a good opportunity. This isn't the only one, but it's a good opportunity to get in there and say, like, I want more seats so that there is an opportunity for different people. Mm -hmm. Since we can't seem to get rid of uh, the majority of the incumbents, Maybe we can change it some other way. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I I couldn't agree more. I couldn't <laughs> agree more. And this is uh, well. I just this for me. I, I I was so happy when I when I saw this report last week, uh, mm. and, and and it was like wow, they're they're really creating an opportunity for everybody to get involved in this. Mm -hmm. And 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 if we don't, if we don't. We have to stop complaining about how nobody listens to us, how all these decisions are made. It's here, and it's not. It's like one meeting. You don't have to go to every meeting. You don't have to. Yeah, you don't have to do eight of twelve, man. Like you can if you want to, but at least go to your neighborhood one. At least go and and figure out. Like, I think sometimes people get intimidated by this stuff, and I think that's fair. But here's the deal. You don't have to be an urban planning, you know, like you don't have to have a master's in urban planning. You don't have to, you know what you need is, do you live and or work in an area that you probably know some things about it? Mm -hmm. And uh, I really appreciate it, at least in the first round, and I imagine it will continue in the next, uh, how uh, attentive uh, the, the consultants team were to people just trying to explain, like, okay, look, I live on this street, but here's my experience mm -hmm. of the eight blocks around me, and right. here's why I'm concerned about either it changing or it not changing. Right. 
that's pretty simple. Like anybody can do that. Yeah. You know? Well, and, and, and like an example of that, and again, I talked about it a little bit, or we talked about it a little bit in the first podcast about this, but, but you know, it was at the North York one, uh, the last one, and, and they were talking about as a physical boundary, the 401. Mm-hmm. And the gentleman rightfully said, well, it, where I live in North York, there's not a big difference between north and south of the 401. Yeah. And so what will happen is that that will be incorporated in, in as they do this. And, and so they will conclude everywhere through the city, the 401 is not a big divide. Yeah. Well, and we know that's different as you go west. Right? <coughs> the, the 401 yeah. is a huge divide. Yeah. And, and so to use... So to use just the 401, and even Young Street was another one, right? Mm-hmm. Young Street downtown is not—it's not very wide, and yep. so it doesn't serve necessarily as a big boundary. Yep. But as you get north, it then widens up, and it yeah. is a boundary. So, yeah. so then for somebody to say, "Well, we split along Young Street," it's like, "Well, where on Young Street?" Yeah. Because Young Street isn't a boundary here; yeah. it is up here, mm-hmm. and so that's where your experience comes in. It's like, yeah. "Well, yeah, I live—I live north of the 401 in in Ward Seven, yeah. and yeah, I completely different." than if I cross Ward uh, 401 down into whatever Ward is below them, right? Mm-hmm. And so it is a boundary. And yeah. so they've got to hear from you and they are listening to you. And that's, that's for me, this is a key. And I can't say it enough, although I probably have already, um, <laughs> that they they want to hear from you and they, yeah. want, they want your input. And it will make a big difference. Mm-hmm. Ta-da! <laughs> I... I feel like we may have hashed this out. Have we hashed this idea out until July? I feel like it's time to go get some lunch, man. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Do you, do you want to get lunch? Uh, do you have to go? Or I don't know. Yeah, I don't do you? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah I, I got to go do some stuff. Okay. Well, I'm going to go get some lunch. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning into uh, Two Twits Talking to Polly. I'm Paisley Ray. I'm Darren Foster. And we'll talk to you again next week.